The Baal Shem Tov, Part 2, His Revelation and Leadership The Baal Shem Tov's Hiskalos The day of Chayel is a pivotal day in the development of the revelation of Chassidus, being the date of birth of both the Baal Shem Tov and the Alter Rebbe. Additionally, on Chai El 5494, Tav the Baal Shem Tov's holy light was ultimately revealed to the world at large. After years of inconspicuous wandering and secret meetings with many hidden tzaddikim, all along posing as the simplest of men, the Baal Shem Tov openly revealed his true stature to the Jewish community in Podolia and the neighboring regions. He began openly teaching his Torah, performing miracles, and inspiring the masses. For ten years, the Baal Shem Tov learned with Achia Hashiloni in preparation for this great moment. Following this day, the world changed forever. The Jewish soul was awakened and the people of Israel were set on track to ultimately merit the Geulah. The Baal Shem Tov was initially reluctant to become the public personality that was being demanded of him. The Alter Rebbe said that six years were taken off the Baal Shem Tov's life for the six years that he continuously refused to reveal himself. Before his Eskalos, public revelation, the Baal Shem Tov was in his own world, where he learned the secrets of the Torah, reaching profoundly deeper into the incredible world of Torah, and where he steadily grew in his personal service of Hashem. Understandably, the Baal Shem Tov was hesitant to leave that all behind, even though there was much to be accomplished in the world through his going out of hiding, and his Eskalos was essentially the will of Hashem. Eventually, Achia Shilani promised the Baal Shem Tev that when he goes out into the world, he will retain the sublime levels of knowledge and amazing comprehension of Torah that conventionally comes through isolation. We ultimately find these two advantages in Chassidus, both the prominent and apparent effect on the world and the personal heights that one can reach in the inner echelons of divine connection. The Friedrich Rebbe compares the Baal Shem Tev's struggle to Mesha Benu's reluctance at the burning Sneh. Moshe was also coming from a life of isolation and was instructed to reveal himself to the world. Yet, it was Moshe who eventually brought the Torah down to this world, affecting the ultimate fusion of holiness together with the most palpable impact on the world. Such would also be the case with the Baal Shem Tev and Chassidus. Deb Adam Baal Shem's involvement In the years 5493-5494, Tav Tzadik Gimel Tzadik Dalid, Ib Adabal Shem stepped down from his position as the leader of the hidden tzaddikim and actively worked to have the Baal Shem Tov take his place. For inexplicable spiritual reasons, Ib Adam and the Baal Shem Tov were never to meet. Nevertheless, Ib Adam was very instrumental in persuading the Baal Shem Tov to revealing himself and assisted him in taking his place, revealing to him the vital secrets and handing over the divine reins of leadership. On the first day of the week of Akef, presumably 5493, Tavsadik Gimel, Reb Adam wrote a letter to the Baal Shem Tev, describing a fascinating story that occurred to him. Through this story, Reb Adam beseeched the Baal Shem Tev to agree to reveal himself. Achia Shilani had appeared to him on Shabbos, telling him to be ready to travel to Lvov right after Shabbos. After Abdullah, the two set out with a holy mysterious wagon driver to the city of Lvov. After a short ride, they arrived in Lvov. They entered a home, and Ab-Adam took a hot drink. Achia Shilani paced back and forth with his face aflame, and Ab-Adam sat frozen in his place. The door opened, and in walked a tall old man, Nebeliezer, the father of the Baal Shem Tev. At Achia Shilani's behest, even though he was no longer from this world, Nebeliezer sat down. 
Rebbe Ezra told Achiyah Shilini that his son, the Baal Shemtiv, keeps on disturbing his rest, saying that his teacher, Achiyah Shilini, commanded him to reveal himself, and he really does not want to. The Baal Shemtiv had asked him to intervene and asked that he should not need to reveal himself. Achiyah Shilini responded to Rebbe Eliezer, If your son asks again, tell him that he must reveal himself, because this is what was decided in the Bezdin Shalmailo. Tell him that if he does not listen, there is no longer a purpose for him down in this world. The entire purpose of his descent into the world was for him to reveal himself and his Torah, and that the wellsprings of his Torah should be spread everywhere. He then pointed to me, Reb Adam continued in his letter to the Baal Shem Tev, saying that he, Adam, knows the entire story, why your son came to this world. With time, I will allow my student Adam to reveal everything to him. And then he will see that I was right in asking him to go out into the world. Achiyah added that until the Baal Shem reveals himself, he will not be able to see his face. At this point, Rebbe Eliezer disappeared and Rebbe Adam writes that he was left stunned and shocked by the whole incredible occurrence. Rebbe Adam continues in his letter to the Baal Shem Tev, that since Achiyah Shuleni was no longer able to meet the Baal Shem Tev, the responsibility to convince the Baal Shem Tev to begin his public journey was given over to Reb Adam. With that, Reb Adam set out to find the Baal Shem Tev. He traveled far and wide, looking for friends and contacts, anyone who could tell him the whereabouts of the Baal Shem Tev. After a few months passed with no trace of the Baal Shem Tev, Reb Adam was just about to give up and head back to Rapshitz. That night, Achiyah Shilani appeared to Reb Adam and told him that there must be some reason that he had and the Baal Shem Tev cannot meet. Instead, he suggested that Reb Adam put in writing everything that he needs to give over to the Baal Shem Tev and have his son find a way to get the pages to the Baal Shem Tev. Reb Adam took a week and wrote down the special secrets of the, for the Baal Shem Tev, and after being told by Achiyah Shilani that the Baal Shem Tev isolates in the mountains near Kitov, he sent his son to deliver the papers to the Baal Shem Tev. The entire back and forth, the stories, the instructions from Achiyah Shilani, the challenges, and the process of the writing were all written in the same letter from Adab Baal Shem to the Baal Shem Tev. He also writes in the letter the source of the Baal Shem Tev's neshama as revealed to him by his teacher, Achiyah Shilani. The neshama was of a Jew in Sfas who declined receiving Gilealio that was promised to him in exchange for telling what mitzvah he did on that day of his bar mitzvah saying that that mitzvah was only for Hashem, and he would not tell for any reason. As reward, Elio came and taught him the secrets of the Torah for the rest of his life. After passing, the Bezden Shomayla decided that because not only was he a great tzaddik, but also kept his identity secret, no portion in Ganadin would be big enough for him. Instead, his Hashem would come down to usher in a new era of Primis HaTorah and revealed godliness down in this Reb Adam concludes in his letter that he davens that the Baal Shem Tev will receive the holy papers and that he fulfills the instructions of their teacher. He adds that even though I do not know you, I request that you do not decline because this is the will of Hashem. So what difference does it make to you? No matter what, you will be fulfilling the will of Hashem, especially based on the teachings of our teacher, Achia Hashileni. In this revelation lies the tikkun, rectification of the Jewish people and the tikkun of the world. One point that the Baal Shem Tev mentioned in a letter to Reb Adam as a reason why he didn't want to be revealed was the huge machlekes that he saw resulting from it. The Reb explains that in this letter from Reb Adam, he addressed this issue and elicited by the Baal Shem Tev the ideas of Hishtavus, seeing everything equal in the service of Hashem, 
telling him that since this is the will of Hashem, he should no longer hold back and should go ahead and share his light with the world. The Baal Shem Tov accepts. Neb Adam's son arrives in the mountains surrounding Kitov with the precious and holy pages in his possession. He searched for the Baal Shem Tov and was also unsuccessful in finding him. Realizing that he too will most likely not meet the Baal Shem Tov, he decided to leave the papers under a rock in the mountain range with the belief that the Baal Shem Tov will eventually discover them. As he was about to head back, he saw a non-Jewish shepherd trying to remove the hidden papers. Neb Adam's son shouted at the startled shepherd, telling him to leave the holy documents alone. He then told the shepherd that these were for a saintly Jewish man who isolates in these mountains, and if he ever sees him, he should show the holy man the papers that he left for him. For this, the Adam's son gave the non-Jew 50 Polish groschen. The end of the story was recounted by the Balshantiv in one of the letters that he sent to his brother-in-law, the Gershon Kitaver. The shepherd did in fact show the Balshantiv where the papers were and told him the story behind them. The Balshemtiv gave the Gentile another 50 groschen and instructed him to keep the entire story secret. The Balshemtiv continues in his letter that while the writings brought great pleasure to me, the stories in Adam's letters made my hair stand because I really do not want to be revealed. But I see that this is coming from above and that Achihashi Loini will not reveal himself to me until I do. The Balshemtiv concludes, I have therefore decided in my heart to reveal myself. I know for certain that there will be resistance and antagonism against this revelation, but I have trust in Hashem that they will all scatter like straw before the Ruach HaKedosh of the Holy Teacher. The Rebbe explains that the Boshemtiv was not forced to be revealed, rather his friends and teachers worked to persuade him until he himself actually wanted to be Miskala and reveal the light of Hasidus to the world. The Letters of Hiskalos the letter that Ibn Adam had sent to the Baal Shem Tev is quoted in full in the aforementioned letter from the Baal Shem Tev to the Begershon Kitaver. Aside from the amazing story these letters present us, we can also learn from these letters the great level of his kashrus that the Baal Shem Tev had to Achiyashilaini, and the profound impact he had on the Baal Shem Tev, as well as on Ibn Adam. Additionally, they give us a peek into the greatness of Ibn Adam and his unbelievable level of bittal. While this letter is one of the main sources to understand the background behind the Baal Shem Tov's revelation, in another letter from this period, we see that the Hiskalos was a complicated process and seemed to occur in stages. There are letters spanning the years 5493 and 5494, where the Baal Shem Tov discusses his upcoming Hiskalos. In a letter dated Tuesday, Emmer, Ear, 5494, the Baal Shem Tov writes, that he had just recently been revealed, four months before his official Eskalos on Chai Elul, and that he was having a very difficult time from the opposition. So much so that he was unable to leave his house. He asked that Ebgershin meet with him so they can think of a place where he would be able to settle. The Rebbe explains that the Balshemda's revelation came in stages, and that although in letters it seems like the Balshemda was revealed earlier than Chai Elul, such as the letter from Bayeshev, Winter, where the Balshemda writes that he will reveal himself the next day, we still accept the official version that the Hiskalos occurred on Chai Elul. His Galos, where the actual Hiskalos occurred and how it played out remains unclear, with many different opinions and versions describing how it happened. According to one source, the Balshemda was living and teaching in a village near Brody when one of the Gershon Kitaver students, who was unaware of the Balshemda's greatness, was miraculously led to stay at the Balshemda's home for Shabbos though it was far from his plan. As the Shabbos progressed, the Balshemtiv gradually revealed his greatness to this young man through divinitorah, fiery davening, and otherworldly behavior.
After Shabbos, the Balshemdiv told the young man to tell the group of Chasidim, the people inclined towards Kabbalah, living in the city, that there is a great light surrounding their town, and that they should seek him out and bring him to their city. The small group of Chasidim understood quite well that it was the Balshemdiv who they should go out and find, and they set out to bring him to town. The Balshemdiv met them on the way to the city, where they greeted him happily, fashioned for him a seat out of branches and appointed him as their Rebbe and leader. The Balshemtiv sat down and began teaching them the secrets of Torah. The Balshemtiv's Travels Following the Balshemtiv's revelation, he moved continuously. He traveled far and wide all across the Jewish settlements in Eastern Europe and beyond, inspiring, teaching, and cheering his divine light with the world. The Balshemtiv had three primary goals in his many travels. The first one was to go around from town to village, Puritant to landlord, releasing Jewish leaseholders from prison, paying up their debts and returning them to their homes, assisting them with their physical needs. Secondly, the Balshemtiv set out to inspire and uplift the simple folk all across the Jewish town and villages, exciting them about their Yiddishkeit, encouraging them to study Torah and to love one another. Third, the Balshemtiv would seek out scholarly Torah students among the yeshivas and houses of study and teach them the new secrets of the Torah, revealing to them the beauty and the wisdom of Primisa Torah. The Baal Shemtu was not just the founder of the movement of Chassidus. He was the first to teach, classify, and reveal Torah's Chassidus. He educated the students that he gathered in the secrets of the hidden parts of Torah, revealing the soul in every part of Torah, from Kabbalah all the way through Pshat. The Friedrich Heber writes that the Baal Shemtiv journeyed to all the great yeshivas of his time, teaching Chassidus and Pneum Zatayda to the Rashi Yeshiva and the Bnei Tayda. The Baal Shemtiv visited the great yeshivas in Brisk, Slotsk, Pinsk, Malusk, Minsk, and Smargut. In his travels, the Baal Shemtiv gathered students and followers. The Rabbeim explained that while the revealed part of Tayda is like water that people are drawn to, Chassidus is like a warming and enlivening fire that needs to be brought to people. This is why the Balshemtiv traveled to spread Chassidus and could not wait for students to come to him. Though there were some students who had previously learned Kabbalah, many were not learning it correctly. They were simplifying the Kabbalistic matters too much, painting a human-like image, Chassidus of Hashem. They were going astray in the hidden and secret avenues of the Torah and were desperately awaiting a teacher and guide, capable of illuminating and explaining the secrets of Torah correctly. In the Balshemtiv's teaching, he showed them the way and lit for them the road to the true understanding of Primis Atayda. The Balshemtiv met with many Rabbanim and great Torah giants of his time, like Reb Chaim Rappaport of Lvov. Some eventually became close students of his, such as the Taldis, Reb Yaakov Yosef of Polna, while others remained staunch adversaries of his. Among his adversaries, some respected and honored the Balshemtiv, but did not become his students, while some respectfully opposed him and his derech. Unfortunately, there were those who fought against the Balshemtiv in harsh and audacious ways. The Balshemtiv and the Simple Folk The Balshemtiv spent time and energy traveling to the yeshivas to teach and study, but this was not his main goal. Rather, it was his visits to the simple and unassuming men and women that stood as his top priority. His affinity and cure for the Pashta Yid, Simple Jew, played a central role in the Baal Shemtiv's life and derech, and proved fundamental to his objective and approach. The Rebbe explained that the Baal Shemtiv stands out from other Gedele Yisrael in the fact that most of his time was spent dealing specifically with the simple people, and only smaller portion of time was allotted to teaching and learning with his prominent students. During these visits, the Baal Shemtiv would not only try to inspire the simple Yidin, 
to learn and love Torah, most of the effort was to uplift them and assist them in their material needs, while simultaneously encouraging them to give thanks to Hashem and strengthen their connection to Yiddishkeit and their observance of Torah mitzvahs. The Balshemta specifically spoke in Yiddish so that it could be understood by everyone, including the women and children. And while his Torah speaks about the loftiest of things, he also taught very simple day-to-day lessons, such as his famous teaching that anything a person sees in this world must also be a lesson in their service of Hashem. In response to a writer who questioned the Balshemta's proficiency in Ga'inus and Torah, the Rebbe clarified while the Balshemta focused on the, and emphasized the labor of the heart and the art of prayer more than the study of Chassidus and the toil of the brain, which we find by the Alta Rebbe. The Rebbe explains that this variance in their emphasis was based on their local and their subsequent target audience. The Balshemtiv worked predominantly with the Jews in Ukraine and Poland, whose intellectual level at the time was diminished. In order to reveal the soul and the meaning within Yedin, Torah and mitzvahs to these communities, the main channel was via the Jews' heart and emotion. Thus, the Balshemtiv's emphasis was on feeling and prayer. The Ata Rebbe, on the other hand, worked more within the communities in Lithuania and Belarus, where the yeshivas were more established and there was a greater foundation of Torah. The Alter Rebbe therefore pursued their minds and their study, teaching chassidus to them on an intellectual level. While the Baal would later settle in the city of Mezabush, he seems to have begun his revealed Nasius on the road. There doesn't seem to be a fixed city where the Baal lived during these years. Rather, it seems like he was constantly in transit, visiting Gidin in the important cities, little towns, and remote settlements. The Miraculous Nature of the Baal The Baal who there was none like him from the days of the ancient sages. So many miracles and wonders were seen by him that were unbelievable and supernatural. I heard from my grandfather, the Al-Tarebbe, that the Balshemtiv and the Magid were able to see from one end of the world to the other and were able to reveal things that they clearly saw to their students. This is a quote from Sefer HaChakira of the Tzemach Tzedek. The Tzemach Tzedek continues, They were capable of this due to the fact that the light of Hashem created on the first day of creation and was concealed in Torah was revealed to them. All these authentic miracles reveal art aid and safe, which is infinite. The Balshemta's work inspiring the masses as a teacher of Chassidus came along with his occupation. As his name suggests, Balshem, caring for the Jewish people, performing miracles, writing Kameis, amulets, and healing people that came to him or that he met through his travels. In these legendary travels and otherworldly stories of the Baal Shem Tev that have made the name Baal Shem Tev synonymous with amazing wonders and miracles. The Rebbe explains that the miraculous and amazing stories of the Baal Shem Tev are not just a side component of the Baal Shem Tev, but part and parcel of what he represented. The Rebbe proves this from the fact that we refer to miraculous and wondrous phenomenon as Baal Shemske, proving the innate connection between the Baal Shem Tev and the supernatural. The Balshemta revealed the true essence of everything. As such, in his mystical behavior and open miracles, he was revealing the true essence of the world, godliness, where nature cannot interfere. This was especially brought out in the learning of Torah, as we see several stories of the Balshemta's Ruach HaKadosh, where he saw the unseen through learning and looking in Svarim. The Rebbe teaches that these miraculous stories and behaviors of the Baal Shem Tev taught and revealed that even in the darkest of times of Galos, we remain a mamleches kehanim, a kingdom of kehanim. Hashem looks after us with hashkacha pratis, guiding our every step, allowing us to reach beyond the confines of the physicality and material aches and strains, and behave in a manner of the chatechila riber. 
The Rebbe adds that in the Balshemta's life and conduct, we can discover a glimpse and a foretaste of Mashiach's time. Mezebush. After years of traveling, the Balshemta eventually settled down in the town of Mezebush, a beautiful secluded town locked in by passing rivers on three of its borders. Mezebush would become the home and the base of the Baal Shem Tev and its Chavraya Kadisha, holy congregation, for 10 to 20 years after the Baal Shem Tev built his home and his Chatzar court. There are several versions regarding when the Baal Shem Tev moved to Mezebush and what the reasons for moving there were. The years cited for the Baal Shem Tev's move range from 5500 to 5508, and he remained there until his passing of Shvuis 5520. City documents that were discovered in the last few decades reveal that the records for 5501 that the Balshemtev lived there in a house provided by the community near the Shul. It was in Mezebush that the Balshemtev and his close students, the Chabrai Kadisha, themselves a collection of the greatest Abundam and Talmidi of their time, would bask in the Balshemtev's light and learn the secrets of the Torah with their great Rebbe. This holy company of students numbered 60. The Balshemtev would say a shir for his Talmidim in Gemara with great genius and acuity. He would learn with them the Rif, the Rambam, and the Rosh, and other Rishonim that gave insight to the Daf that they were learning. The Balshemtev would translate everything into Yiddish. The Balshemtev also taught Chassidus in its most original and emergent form. Many of these teachings of the Balshemtev were shared in short pieces as pointers and were written down and later expanded upon by his students. It was this Chavrai Kadisha that many miraculous stories occurred. Several exceptional visions were seen by this holy group of students, in which the Balshemtev would visually teach many powerful lessons to them. In addition, many specific stories occurred with certain Talmidim, some in Mezabush, some through messengers, and famously, a large number of stories occurred on the road with those students who the Balshemtev had requested accompany him on his travels. The Rebbe shared a beautiful story that showcases the immense hiskashrus that the Chavraya Katisha had to the Balshemtev and the belief they had in him. One Matzah Shabbos, the Balshemtev told them to go buy candles. Even though they were all still Shabbosdik and not carrying money, they still, with full faith in the Balshemtev, reached into their pockets to get the coins needed to buy the candles. Lo and behold, the money was right there and the candles were brought and lit. Between the great students of the Balshemtev, we find, of course, his successor, the Magad of Mizrich, Rabbi Chiyo Mechol Zlachivert, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef Pulna, the Baal Toldes, Rabbi Nachem Nochem Chernobler, the Shpoler Zayda, Rabbi Leib Sardis, the Pinchas Karzer, and Rabbi Wolf Kitsis. The group also included the Baal Shemtev's son-in-law, Rabbi Chiyo Mechol Ashkenazi, the Baal Shemtev's son, Rabbi Tzvi, and his sefer who wrote this holy Kameis and writings, also named Rabbi Tzvi, and many more. It is important to mention that the Alter Rebbe's father, Rabbi Baruch, his friend Rabbi Yitzchak Shal, and the Alter Rebbe's uncle, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, were also close to the Baal Shemtev. Although he settled in Mezebush, the Baal Shemtev kept traveling all around the towns and villages, continuing to connect both the Rabbanim and Torah giants of his time, and with the simple folk, men, women, and children, inspiring them, showering them with love and care, and assisting them both physically and spiritually. Torah's HaBal Shemtev The novel revelation of Hasidus that was discovered and taught by the Baal Shemtev is beyond the scope of this historical biography. However, we will take a quick look at the general outline of the Baal Shemtev's Torah. The Balshemtev did not write any Svarim. The Torah that we have from him, most famously, the Kesar Shemtev and the Tzvasarivash, are short Torahs and Verter pieces written down and gathered by his students. Additionally, we have snippets of letters where we can see the Balshemtev's ideas in his own writing. For the most part, the Torah and Shita of the Balshemtev are really only explained 
through the elucidations of his Talmudim, predominantly by his successor, the Magid, and following him, as the Barditchver put it, the Litzvak, the Alter Rebbe, took the Shmetane, fats, the core, and further expounded on the Balshemtev's Teda. While the Alter Rebbe never learned by the Balshemtev, and did not really come in contact for heavenly reasons, the Alter Rebbe considered himself the spiritual grandson of the Balshemtev. Chassidus Chabad is a direct continuation of Teres HaChassidus HaKlalus, General Chassidus, Teres HaBalshemtiv. Some of the core ideas of the Balshemtiv serve as a base for Chassidus, and Chassidus Chabad in particular. These include, The world is recreated every moment with Hashem's power of creation. Hashkacha protest for every single creation and incident that occurs, even with inanimate objects of the world, no matter how trivial, etzem is undividable, through Torah, mitzvahs, and love of a fellow Yid, we can reach Atzmas of Hashem and much more. The Balshamdo's emphasis on Simcha, Avaz Yisrael, Bittel, working with one's physical side instead of breaking it, working on one's Midas, uplifting the sparks of Kedusha, revealing the Kedusha in everything and every place, all these themes stand as pillars of Chassidus from the revelation of Chassidus to this day. But above all else, the statement that takes center stage and stands on the backdrop for so much of Chassid's Chabad is the concept of Hafatz Samayanis. The story is described by the Baal Shemtiv in a letter to his brother-in-law, Reb Gershon Kitavr. The Baal Shemtiv relates, on Rosh Hashanah 5507, he experienced an Aliyah Sanashama with his soul passing through and seeing many divine chambers. Ultimately, assisted by his teacher Achi Ashi he arrived at Mashiach's chamber. There he saw Mashiach learning Torah with all the Tanoim and Tzadikim, including the Shivas Harayim, the seven shepherds of the Jewish people, and they were all very happy when the Balshemtiv arrived. The Balshemtiv asked Mashiach, When is the master coming? Mashiach replied, When your study will become known, and when your spell springs will spread outward. What I have taught you and you have grasped, and they will be able to do Yehudim and Aliyas, divine fusions and transcendence, as you do, then all Klippas will disappear, and it will be the time of Ratzin godly will, and salvation. It is this statement of that establishes the work and study of Chassidus as the final step that will lead us to Mashiach. It is this goal and objective that the Nasiyah Chabad and the Rebbe in particular ingrained in the Chassidim as the final work to bring Geula. The War Against the Frankistim During the Balshemdo's lifetime and more intensely in the later years of his life, a new danger aroused that threatened to destroy the Jewish people both from within and from outside, the Frankistim. Against the menace of the infamous Frankistim, the Balshemtev and his students fought fiercely and bravely until they defeated the conniving heretics. After the demise of Shabzai Tzvi, secret groups of followers of his Kat cult continued to exist on smaller and for the most part discrete levels all across Europe and many Gedele Yisrael of the generation set out to fight the war against these secret followers. In the year 5500, they regrouped and created Klaut under the leadership of Yaakov Frank. Frank mixed ideas from the Shabzai Tzvi together with Christian ideas of his time and fashioned around him an abominable gathering of heretics who were out to hunt innocent Jewish souls and erode the stability of Jewish communities. After accepting certain Christian beliefs, they found a listening ear from the church and the local Gentile, often anti-Semitic, city rulers and governments. They defamed the Jews and told lies and libels until they convinced the priest to burn all the Gemaras and other Sfarim that they claimed were an offense to them. The G'dayim of the time fought bravely against them and participated in debates, calling out their lies and their misconstructions of Torah. 
They pointed out the fallacies of their arguments, attempting to have them lose favor in the church's and rulers' eyes. Amongst the Rabbanim who participated in these debates with Balshemtev and his Talmudim, in Sefer Shimush of Rabbi Yaakov Emdin, himself one of the great warriors against the Kat of Shabtai Tzvi and Yaakov Frank, he lists Rabbi Yisrael Balshem as one of the Rabbanim that fought against the Refrain Kistin and the Podolian region in the Podolian region of Poland, Ukraine. In addition to the debates, the Balshemtev fought against the terrible decree using several methods, through davening. Alias Hanashama, sending messengers, and through performing miracles, the Balshemdiv ultimately succeeded in thwarting their evil plan to burn the Shahs. In the summer of 5519, Reb Chaim Rapp, Port of Lvov, Reb Margolis of Yoslovich, and the Balshemdiv debated the Frank Kistimen one. The ruler sided with the Balshemdiv and the Jewish community, and that day, 26th of Tammuz, was celebrated as the day of the victory over the Frank Kistin. The Debit Ashab explained that the spiritual victory over them had already taken place on Achrin Shal Pesach, when the Balshemdov said that he would defeat them, yet the open and revealed victory happened only later in the summer. Chav Vav Tammuz was established as a Yomtev that was to be celebrated every year, but since the following year was already after the Balshemdov's passing, the celebrations didn't really take off. The Freikistim were placed under Chedim by the Rabbanim of the time, and soon they fell apart, most of them converting to Christianity. Although it may have been only solution, the Chayyim painted the Balshemtiv because, as he explained, when the limb is still connected, it can be revived. But once it's cut off, there is no way to bring it back. The Balshemtiv's passing. In the months leading up to the Balshemtiv's passing, on the first day of Shavuos 5520, there were signs from the Balshemtiv that he would be passing away shortly. In Shivchia Balshemtiv, it is brought that the Balshemtiv's passing was connected to the strengthening of Shabzai Tzvianis Kat and the Balshemtiv's fight against them. The Rebbe quotes several times from the Rebbe Rishab in Teresa Shalom about the Balshemtiv, that although he could have gone up to heaven, just like Eliyahu Navi in a heavenly fire, he specifically wanted to pass away very regularly and to be buried in the ground, to fulfill the Pasuk, Bala'afer Toshov, and you will return to dust. The Rebbe explains that this expresses the Balshemtiv's idea of working with the mundane and the worldly, uplifting it and revealing its innate holiness. On Lagba Emer, before his passing, the Balshemtiv was very uh, in a very uplifted mood. He hinted at his upcoming passing, stating that in 18 days he would merit Ur Chazer, a divine reflective light, and he will be returning his Ruach to Hashem, and that the Ruach will bring another Ruach until the coming of Mashiach. Before the Balshemtiv's passing, he told the students to sing the Nigin Hisayrus Rachim Rabim of the Mechal's Lachavid. He said that when this Nigin will be sung by anyone, with a real feeling of tshuva awakening, I will hear the nigan, I will come and sing it with them, and will awaken heaven's abundant mercy for this person. Regarding the exact day of the passing, there was confusion whether it was the first day of Shuas or the second. The Rebbe proves from the fact that the Abd Rebbe said that the Baal Shem passed away on a Wednesday, that the Petita must have been on the first day of Shuas, the sixth of Sivan. The Rebbe said that the burial must have happened on the second day, when it is halachically permissible for Yidin to handle the burial. Hence, the Balshemtiv's passing was connected to both days of Shuas, and this was the cause for the confusion. Shuas and the Balshemtiv are strongly related, since the Balshemtiv revealed a whole new level of Torah that was not yet revealed to the masses, further merging the fusing and fusing the mundane with the spiritual, continuing and spreading the message of Matan Torah to even greater magnitudes.